Welcome to the Clarity Business Design Show. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about what exactly is a brand? We'll talk about a few things that a brand is not and really clarify what we believe a brand is to hopefully help you get on the right track with your branding design. Let's roll the intro and get started. Marketing, advertising, and business have never been more accessible in history and it only gets better every year. But it's hard work, overwhelming, and easy to fall down a distracted path. I'm Eric Soper. Stop marketing to yourself. You are not your customer. And I'm here to help you design for success in your systems, your digital presence, your strategy, and your brand positioning. Come along and we'll walk the road of the entrepreneur together, whether you are an entrepreneur yourself or a marketing titled professional. Welcome to the Clarity Business Design Show. Hello and welcome to the Clarity Business Design Show. I'm Eric Soper, your host. So what exactly is a brand? You've probably heard of branding uh, several times over the last few years, last decade or so. Branding has really come forward in its prominence, but it's always been there. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what a brand is. We interact with brands every day. From the moment you get up in the morning to the moment you go to bed, you're interacting with dozens of brands at any given time. Think about your phone that you carry with you almost everywhere. You might not have bought it because of its brand, but it's definitely brand affiliated. You might have a, a Samsung, you might have an iPhone, you might have one of those HTC phones that used to be popular. You know, you could have any number of different brands in the palm of your hand, and that's just one element of your life. The breakfast cereal that you get in the morning, the eggs you buy, anything else that you are dealing with, your shampoo, your toothpaste, everything seems to be branded these days, except for uh, the products that are unbranded intentionally, and that in itself is a brand. It's a little bit of a non sequitur there, but it's an interesting, interesting tangent that some people try to focus on. Branding is super important to us at Clarity Business Design because we see our clients typically come to us without a clear sense of representation and a clear sense of who they are in their business. And that makes it a lot harder for them to effectively find customers and effectively speak to their potential new customers. So with that being said, um, let's talk a little bit more about why branding is important. Even if you're just not branding inclined, you don't buy things because of the brand, you buy because of the price or your budget maybe, or you just buy what you need and forget about everything else. A lot of people make decisions based on the brand of the products or services that they're looking at. People will look at QuickBooks and say, oh, that is a brand that I trust for my financial, uh, my financial management and information to be synchronized with. And when that happens, they are saying, I don't trust Zero. I don't trust Wave. I don't trust the alternatives that are out there because they don't have the same credibility. Their name doesn't have the same credibility. And so as a business owner, your job is really to build up a brand for yourself so that when people hear your business's name, hear your name, um, or see your logo somewhere, they associate it with something good that makes them want to do business with you or think highly of you. So let's talk a little bit about what a brand is not. 
we often get approached to do brand design. And what that means uh, for some prospects is, hey, can you build us a website? Can you design us a logo? We need a brand. And you know, the most direct answer to all of those is you already have a brand. You're actually looking for a new visual representation of the brand. But uh, your logo, your colors, and your type do not a brand make. These are elements of a uh, what's known as a visual brand identity, but they only represent the brand, and they are not truly the brand in their own right. It is common for brand identity design or logo design to be marketed as branding or brand design for simplicity's sake, and marketing is very often reductive in order to be more communicative, but a logo is not a brand, and a brand isn't just a logo. And a brand is not solely, your brand is not solely what you want to define it to be. We often try to define our brand in terms of what it is we're putting out in the world. We might be putting out social media content on a daily basis, for example. And so we say, okay, for this to be on brand, we are going to put our logo in every single visual that we put out there. It's going to use our exact colors and it's going to use our exact typeface or some acceptable typeface from our brand guide. And then it's going to have whatever subject material is important. Some photo that relates to the copy, some copywriting, uh, and just thrown out there and quote unquote branded by having those visual elements attached to it. Or you might have a specific uniform that your company wears and you put that uniform on to be on brand when you go out networking, interacting with clients, or uh, just showing up in the world and trying to advertise that your business is open for business wherever you go. That is a component of branding and you can do that for a business and you can do that for yourself as a personal brand, which is becoming more and more important for a lot of people these days. But it's not just how you show up in the world and how you present yourself to the world that defines what the brand is. However, just as with logo design and with typography and color choices, all of these things are still branded components. They still make up a brand identity, a brand representation. We can easily say that actions speak louder than words when it comes to branding. But why would we say that? When we're saying that actions speak louder than words, it means that you're looking at how someone behaves. You're looking at what they're doing and how it correlates or does not correlate with their speech. And branding is very similar in that if you say we are a, let's say we're a shoe company and our brand is that we give away a pair of shoes for every shoe that you buy, then you don't actually follow through with that. Your actions are saying, oh no, we're just another shoe company. We don't actually give away a pair of shoes for every shoe pair sold. However, and, that, and, and when people find that out, word gets out, especially if you're a large company, and it will weaken the brand. But conversely, if you're a company that does in fact give away a pair of shoes for every pair sold, and that can be traced, that is visible, then you are absolutely adhering to that promise and you become a brand that keeps its word. And that word just happens to be charitable, so you also become a charitable brand. And that earns social credit. 
So branding has a lot of various components and it's all about how you show up in order to reflect what you ultimately want the company to be known for. And the reason for that is that a brand is your reputation in the eyes of others. A reputation is earned, reflective, and independent of your definition, your self-definition. How others perceive your brand ultimately does have more power than how you declare your brand. Think about our example of the shoe company. Their brand recognition is positive or negative based on the actions that their audience, their prospects, their customers are looking at. You could see the logo for that shoe company, and all of a sudden, if you hear from a news article that they actually keep all the profits from their shoes and don't give away a pair when a pair is sold, then that's a negative connotation that suddenly becomes attached to the, to the brand. And we see this happening more and more each day, especially as people out on social media become more vocal about the flaws that they find in the businesses that the world recognizes. The larger you are, the more recognizable you are, the more open to attack you become and the more open to scrutiny. It's just kind of how things are. It's not necessarily right. I don't say that I agree with it, but it's a reality that a lot of business owners have had to face and hopefully fewer will have to face in the future. But ultimately, it pays to be cognizant of how your brand actions are showing up. When a company starts broadcasting something on their email list, on their social media channels, in their paid advertising, something that doesn't really fit with how they've been perceived in the past, it starts to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Looking at how you are being scrutinized, the idea of changing your entire company to pivot away from scrutiny is a very risky gamble. You can change your logo, you can change your name even. It's putting a fresh face on something that people already recognize and so they see through that, they see through the mask unless they have no prior experience. The risk also works both ways. If you have a positive reputation and you try to do something new and different and rename your company or rename the most important aspect of your company as its own spin-off brand, well, you might lose traction. People know the old name and they recognize the old name as being positive and they don't have a relationship with a new name and it has to be explained to them very thoroughly that these are not different companies. They are the same company just changing their name. And there are very good reasons to change names aside from avoiding controversy, aside from um, just being trendy. You might find that a different name suits your vision better. And that's what we typically work on with our clients. Even if we are not going to change the name of the companies we work with, we ask them how open they are to it at the beginning of our discovery process so that that option is available as we are going through and making sure that before we design anything for them, the name of the company we're designing is aligned with where they want to be in the future. It's just an important thing to ask as a creative. And so you don't want to, we're going in a bit of a tangent here talking about renaming a brand, but it comes back to how a reputation is tied to the visuals or the optics of a brand. So you think Starbucks, you look at the Starbucks logo, what does that mean to you? It might mean the world's largest coffee franchise. It might mean 
terrible coffee. It might mean a place to go and sit with your laptop and work on your side hustle or your entrepreneur business. It might mean any number of things. It might mean you get that one specific seasonal drink that you love and won't get anywhere else because you got it at Starbucks first and that's where you fell in love with it. As a business owner, you want to really achieve brand recognition of that sort. Maybe not that scale, but of that sort. You want people to have either a strong negative reaction if they're not qualified to work with you, or you want them to have a strong positive reaction and try everything in their power to work with you, even if you can't take them on right that moment. We advise our customers to focus on a narrow subset of their general audience, the type of people that will pay them, that will work with them and utilize their services and not only utilize them, but work with them to collaborate towards the right outcome for that customer. And part of what we do is we make sure that the brand reflects the quality that our clients are trying to provide to their customers. And that doesn't always mean a logo redesign. That usually means we are freshening up photography or changing colors, using an existing logo, but maybe tweaking it a, a tiny bit to feel more modern uh, or more timeless and less improvised, as a lot of logos often are. But when we're talking about who is creating your reputation and the fact that it's really it's mostly the people you're speaking to, it's not really you as the business owner or, or marketing employee, the people who matter most in your audience are actually going to be far fewer than you think. The people who have the highest likelihood of buying from you, of loving what it is that you sold them, and referring you to their others, creating positive word of mouth, are generally vastly different from a broad audience that you're trying to reach when you're broadcasting out to a marketing list or a social media channel or any other, you know, a YouTube channel or a podcast. So keep in mind then that the people sharing the reputation that you're trying to create, some of them just frankly don't matter. There will be people who maybe hate what you have to offer. And the reason they hate it is because it's actually not designed for them. It's designed for the person over to their left who more closely aligns with what you're trying to sell. But that doesn't mean that you won't get a reputation from that first person who isn't the right fit. It's a hard thing to come across when you are working on building a brand is the detractors, the people who say negative things, who really don't take the time to get to know you and your business and just go off on whatever tangent they wish when they're talking about you to their colleagues or gossiping about you to their friends. And I think as, as business owners, we have to really thicken our skin towards some of that and take little to no offense when that happens. And it helps to, re to re again, realize that you are targeting a very specific type of person. And if they're going to complain about you before you've ever had a chance to serve them, they're not the person you're marketing to. So that's a little bit of a rant. It's a little bit of a amusing on a topic that we're going to cover in future episodes about narrowing down your broader audience. But uh, in this discussion about what a brand is, I just wanted to share with you how important it is to focus on the right people 
and not worry too much about the wrong people when you're talking about crafting and curating a brand. You might ask how, you know, if there are going to be people who talk badly about my company, how do I go forward and keep that from happening? Obviously, you can't silence them because you're not a certain communist regime. But what you can do is you can build up the people who speak well of you. I think that in our world of craziness right now, we need more people to be shouting out the things that they love, the things that they promote, the things that they stand behind, and drowning out, essentially, with that positivity, what people are saying that can be hateful, that can be negative, that can be short-sighted, or just utterly careless. And there are lots and lots of those people, unfortunately, which is why the people who have strong positive feelings need to be louder than they currently are in almost every area of life. doesn't matter what side you're on, doesn't matter what you're standing for, what you're standing against. If you have a strong positive voice, speak up, get out there, share it with the world. The world needs it right now. And that's one of my personal visions for, uh, for this year and moving forward is to start being one of those positive voices and, and sharing what I believe to be accurate and helpful for people like you. So in summary, if you want to build a stronger brand, you can do this by focusing on increasing your reputation's consistency. And that consistency is going to have some elements of visual consistency. You do want to stay as much on brand um, as you can. You want to use your brand colors. You want to use your logo uh, accurately. And you don't want to start throwing in random wacky items in there if they don't feel like they're the right mood. But your brand strategists and brand consultants can help you identify what that is and how to uh, avoid really throwing your brand off the rails visually. But also remember that it it does come down to customer service. It comes down to being effective at what you're doing and asking the people who love you to talk about you. Um, and we'll talk some more about that in future episodes. I want to hear some of your thoughts. And if you have questions about today's topic or you have some ideas or additional insights you'd like to share, go ahead and send them to my email, hello at claritybusiness.design. That's the full email address. We'll be taking your feedback. Please put podcast in the subject line uh, before your questions so that I know what it is you're reaching out about. And then maybe we'll address that on in future content. Uh, if you're seeing this on social media, please give it a like, uh, subscribe to the channel, comment your question or insight or feedback, other feedback down below. And if you want to network with other entrepreneurs and marketing title professionals and start talking about building up your brand and hear how people are building up their brands, getting insight into those ideas, uh, please become a member of our currently free group coaching community. Won't always be free, but we're launching it for free at community.claritybusiness.design. And that's going to be a private Slack channel where our members get to interact with each other and will uh, my team will be on there as well. I and my team will be on there as well to facilitate and spark some of those conversations. You'll be able to get the latest content and information from Clarity Business Design there as well. And uh, you can pre-register today. Again, that's going to be at community.claritybusiness.design. And if you're interested in talking to us about brand consulting, brand design, platform design, uh, reach out to us at www.claritybusiness.design and we'll have a conversation about what we can possibly do for you.
So thanks again for watching. My name is Eric Soper. This is the Clarity Business Design Show, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Take care.